0: for joining us on another spectacular episode of popcorn for breakfast Kirk what in the world is happening <laughs> yeah, shimmying his way across the screen
1: you know I just want to give we are here to for a service of entertainment and I have to make sure that level of entertainment is brought every time so I
0: appreciate the commitment
1: I just have to do something completely random uh, as much as I can
0: well I loved it for what it's thank worth. you uh with me as always, your co-host Kirk. Hello, hello. I'm your other co-host, Cam. And you already know what this is. This is popcorn for breakfast. This is a Tuesday night. Um, unless you are listening in podcast form, in which in which case it's probably not Tuesday night. I suppose it could be since they're out there forever. So if it is, that's a strange coincidence. But yes. um thank you for being here, regardless. We're glad to have you. If you're new to the program, thank you for being here. Um it's uh we're in the throes of it. I would say we we've got a lot of big stuff going on. We've got lots of big, big movie news. We've got big movies. Um, we've had a busy week and this is one of those weeks for me where just work wise, it's like, you feel like you're, you're just down and out from the beginning. Like you're, 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 you're fighting uphill the whole way, you know, like mm. Like it's mm. like it's like when you're watching a basketball game and your your team is down like twenty four to to zero in like the first quarter and you're like well this is over that's how I felt at nine a.m. on Monday morning I don't oh. know that's where I'm at <clears throat>
1: that's not that's not good that's not good um, I look forward to our to our live podcast because I feel like it can sometimes not always but sometimes reset the week for me yes um, that's despite- what I was gonna say. That's oh. what I was going to say. I think
0: I think that it's a, you know, I'm I'm looking for a spark. So there's some selfish reasons behind me doing this podcast tonight. Um,
1: You're looking for a spark much like In Soul?
0: Yes. Though the message of that movie was that, uh, you know, like a spark is a good thing to have. But you don't need it. It's not your purpose, you know.
1: That's right. That's right. There's not a, a single thing that makes that you you. Them. Right. You are more than just a spark. Man, Cam wigs.
0: That's rich. It's a rich, you better believe it. It's a rich story, there, soul man. They're getting really heavy with the Pixar's <laughs> these days, dude. Like, I mean, let's have let's have seven year old kids really contemplating, um, you know, existentialism and, and so, some of the deeper why questions of life. That's what they really want them doing.
1: Yeah, there, I think what Pixar's message to everyone is: you know, everyone should be in therapy, but we know not everyone has access to it. So let's put it in the movies, and we'll help you yeah. realize your feelings and process things that you didn't, that you haven't thought about right. processing. That's really what Pixar has become: uh, a surrogate therapist. And hey, um, that sounds great to me. I'm, that's I'm right. for
0: it. It's a service that's needed, and uh, it's like great. Well, I was just gonna, I wanted to watch a movie about. You know, with my kids, and now I'm like wondering who I am as a person. That's (laughs) (laughs) not the turn that I expected to go down, but here we are. Um, But yeah, so you bring up Pixar. We're talking Pixar today. You know, the thing that I'm constantly reminded of in this business is that movies kind of ebb and flow. You know, there's like these big moments. We're in the midst of one of those big waves right now. We've got, you know, we had a lot of big movies. We've got another big movie coming up with uh, Fast and the Furious Nine this weekend. And it's just going to keep rolling. But even when it's slow, there's always Disney. The unrelenting content (laughs) engine that is Disney. There is always Disney news. There are always Disney movies. It just does not stop ever. It never stops. And uh, to that end, we're talking about a Disney movie today. We're talking about Disney and Pixar's Luca. That's going to be the movie that we review here at the end and then we're gonna wrap up with a really fun schoolyard pick i was shocked that we hadn't already done this um Hmm. schoolyard pick of disney and pixar films
1: yeah i think we were probably just like holding it holding it back you know wanted to have something in our back pocket for episode uh, i think this is episode 900 so it's it's a very good anniversary for this to happen on so
0: yeah yeah definitely give or take give or take 900 i would say Mm -hmm. um so that'll be fun. That'll be that'll be hotly contested for sure. I think uh, looking looking forward in the show program, it looks like Kirk gets the first pick. So he's probably primed primed and ready to go there. It should be yes. Should be very interesting. The, I'm gonna the sparks pick, will I'm, fly.
1: I'm gonna try to think of what your favorite one is. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna take about uh, I'm gonna take about ten minutes and I'm gonna say them. Okay, so I'm gonna look at your face. I'm gonna read your face like uh like uh, like cal lightman in the light of me series and i'm going to say them until you flinch and then i'm going to oh, say you're looking okay for
0: for micro expressions
1: micro expressions that's right and then i'm going to pick that one and then uh the broadcast will end because you'll flip your computer off of your I desk will. i think
0: i'll be so mad i will be <laughs> i'm not going to let that happen kirk i'm just going to make <laughs> a shocked expression or maybe an exasperated expression for the rest yes. of the show that way you can never read me as you draw well your if
1: nuggets. you are you trying to change your baseline, as they say? That's now? right. Is that That's what right. you're doing here? That's right. Hmm. Well, too bad I've watched the series 600 times. and
0: <laughs> You are basically uh, Tim Roth. Is what I you're am.
1: Saying. I yeah. am. One thing, when I first started watching that show, I became obsessed with Tim Roth and all of his mannerisms. One thing he does is he's got this underbite that he always like lets forward. And I caught myself for over a year after watching that show becoming just like this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a Like a bulldog or a piranha.
1: Yes, and I was like, I gotta stop that. That probably <laughs> doesn't, it looks cool on camera, but I don't know in everyday life here. So I uh, just thought I'd share my truth there. Yeah, about that's, Tim good. Roth.
0: that's good. That's good. And my, here's here's my truth. When my life gets stressful, I revert to a childlike state where I um, just watch shows that remind me of whenever I was a kid. And so mm-hmm. I have been watching Dragon Ball Z and pretty much nothing but Dragon Ball Z for like the last seven days. It's outrageous. So I was like, I'm like, I'm 12, basically. I'm just watching, watching the show. I, I turn it on while I work because I've seen it. So it's like good background noise. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's been good. It's been is good.
1: That, is that where the dragon comes from behind you?
0: That's right. That's Shenron right there for those, <laughs> for the uninitiated. Uh, that That is Shenron. I had to, turns out you can't like buy, you used to be able to buy the seasons on like Amazon Prime Video and now you can't, and I wish I had bought all of them at that time because the only place you can stream them now is on the Funimation app, which Funimation is like an anime company, and I don't really watch a ton of anime, like here and there if it's like some big show or whatever, but I only watch Dragon Ball Z, so I had to download the Funimation app then get the 14-day free trial, so I am sprinting to watch nine seasons of Dragon Ball Z in 14 days. I don't think it can be done.
1: Well, here's what you should do. First of all, we need to talk to Funimation because anime in itself, I don't I don't watch anime, but as I understand, anime is, um, I don't know, it's a cool thing for people who are into it. So why is it called Funimation? I feel like there's a big miss right there with what platform that anime is on. Just I just think my it's, two like, in.
0: it's one of those things where like, Japanese companies have to come up with like, an Americanized name. And it just yeah. doesn't really translate well, you know.
1: Sure, sure. I feel like and there's second, some of that going on. Yeah. Second, um, I think you should start recruiting people's emails just as logins, nothing else. So that way, you can just continue to have fourteen day, fourteen day. Oh 14 no, I've day, definitely like
0: I have like four Twitter accounts that are linked to four different emails. <laughs> so I've got I've got probably more than fourteen days. If we're being honest, I can probably yes. I can probably string together a few weeks here to to get her done. But the sad thing is, I won't have it after the fact. So true. That's what's really sad, but maybe, maybe I won't need it. Maybe it will fill this void and then I can move on and grow up.
1: Here's what you could do. I tricked my mom a couple of years ago. Hi mom. If you're listening, I tricked my mom a few years ago. I said, mom, I really want Amazon prime. I can't justify the cost. which is silly now, then it was not justifiable, but now it's like, whatever, you know, uh, inflation. I told her, I said, mom, I would like you to purchase Amazon prime for me in perpetuity. So you don't ever have to think of one of my gifts, either birthday or Christmas for the rest of your life. And Mm -hmm. she said, deal. Uh, so you need to do that. I don't know what the cost for funimation is, but I think it's a whopping
0: seven 99 a month. I'm like, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Funimation. That's not happening.
1: No way, no way. I think you should build it into a perpetuity plan with one of your gifts for someone in your life. It could even be me, whatever you want it to be, uh, whoever you want it to be.
0: I like that plan. I like it. Uh, speaking of Amazon, I I wish we would have had this stream last night and I could have given you guys all the scoops on the prime day movie deals because they were, there were some hot tamales up in there and, and even into today because prime day is now two days and they still call it prime day. I don't really get that. (laughs) It's really dumb. But anyway, into today, they had the Lord of the Rings 4K trilogy theatrical and extended cuts, 4K, for $60. And I was like, man, that's a steal. Sadly, I am poor, and so I didn't buy it. But what I did buy, (laughs) um, what I bought last night on a lightning deal was the first six Mission Impossible movies on Blu-ray and digital for $22. That's and I have, n- I own none of them. So I was like, wow, this is an absolute cash money deal. I felt like I was robbing them blind. <laughs> you did. You did.
1: And actually Amazon is shutting down uh, yeah, as they're of like, midnight oh, tonight.
0: <laughs> that one lightning deal really put us out of business.
1: <laughs> They'll be calling you and begging you just <laughs> to send it back. And I'll
0: be like, never. <laughs> this is on you, Amazon. But yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. So that'll be fun. But Enough about all this. We got movie news to get to you before we get to our review, before we get to our schoolyard pick. So, we've got a lot, a lot, a lot to cover. So, Let's I think we better get started, Kirk. What do you say? I would say, yes. Do you have actual popcorn? I do. <laughs> Yum. You know what? I could, oh, don't crunch on the mic. You know, I hate it. I hate it. Hold on. Oh, I really do hate that. It's really bad. Okay. Moving along, I'm gonna mute uh, Kirk's mic here in a second. No, no. Um do First up, we dude, we have two Steven Spielberg stories. We never have Steven Spielberg stories right in the news, but there are two this week. First up, and this is a big one, this is actually really big. This feels like this feels like LeBron James signing with the Lakers in a way. This is Steven Spielberg's Amblin Amblin, his production company, has partnered with Netflix and In that deal, what it says is that Steven Spielberg and the company, Amblin, will produce multiple new films every single year for Netflix from here on out. And I don't know when the deal starts. This is being reported by Variety. I don't know the term of the deal, like how long it is and stuff like that. But Steven Spielberg, one of the most story names in all the films you know a true household name one of the the big three directors for a while there it was like Spielberg Scorsese and George Lucas were like the household names that's right and uh, he's moving to Netflix he's moving to streaming what's your take on this story Kirk?
1: Oh how the mighty have fallen (laughs) is it falling no that's not true assimilate or (laughs) um, if you can't beat yeah. I mean Spielberg was one of the advocates advocates at the beginning of COVID-19 and even before when we had some movies that were pushing out to streaming first and having small theaters just to qualify for best picture best director and so on uh so he it's pretty it's a pretty shocking revelation because he's finally realized that that is the shift in the industry you have to compete in both both are important but if you don't get on streaming now you're done for and i mean yeah. steven spielberg's not 95 you know he's in his late 60s early 70s like he's he's got a long run ahead of him still so i think it's a smart move uh it's a little ironic uh and i wonder how many people are kind of like giggling in the background you know because of this news
0: yeah it it is i mean i find it very surprising i f- i feel like you know this is a man of cinema right and, and streaming is sort of the anti-cinema though we saw scorsese do the irishman on netflix of course That's he got fair. his he got his theatrical release as well so um maybe there's some language in there about that and i know netflix feels like they have to have at least one foot in the theatrical waters to be able to compete for these major awards and and to be able to scoop up a little bit of box office money um we know that they're doing theatrical releases for, uh, you know, for like Tick, Tick, Boom, we were talking about last weekend is going to have select theater release. So maybe that's part of the deal here. Maybe maybe it's not exclusive. Maybe it's just like his company makes movies, some movies, but then they also make their own movies outside with different distribution partners. I don't really know all the details of it, but I, that was, my reaction was the same as yours. Like, whoa, what a huge get this is for Netflix just to and and what a what a meaningful seemingly meaningful transaction for the film industry for one of these big titans of film to to enter a long-term partnership with with Netflix yes Um, it should be interesting I there was something really interesting in Wall Street Journal this week where they were talking about they did a survey on basically media habits around streaming and found that Netflix films hold less attention of viewers over time so like disney plus hbo max those movies that release on those platforms stay prevalent for for months after Mm -hmm. Um, but netflix movies don't do that it's almost like consumers uh view netflix movies as a lesser form of content so i wonder if that is of concern to netflix and, and and if that's something that spurs this kind of deal where they're like yeah, we may be Netflix, we may be the platform that you've always had, but we also create premium content that is must-see, is must-watch, and must-talk about. Um, I don't know. I wonder if that factors in at all.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's to... You know, Netflix has not gone to a weekly drop on anything. Maybe there was one or two yeah. shows that they did about this time last year, um, but really they've stayed away from that model. They continue to be the binge model, so I wonder if that algorithm, that metric is taking into the prevalence, the longevity of something versus I'm going to crush this in a weekend. Uh, I mean, Netflix movies and series are like candy. You, you just immediately devour it. You chat about it. Uh, you're a little sick because of how, how fast you watched it (laughs) and lack of sleep. Right. But some of it has staying power and some of it doesn't. So uh, I like, I like how you, you, you know, what's their, what's their next goal? Do they still want to, do they want to balance both? Uh, do they want to just just be the ones that's the fastest, or do they want that quality staying power? Uh, I wonder if we'll see some of that in the upcoming months, especially with Spielberg joining on. Maybe that's to balance that out, even.
0: Yeah, and they have a lot in the hopper, and they've been very active during award season in the past. You know, the, like in the past couple of years, so they're not slowing down. It, it does feel a little bit like these days. I'm I'm more drawn to whatever's coming out on HBO Max and in disney plus right now just because of the release schedules but that could just as easily switch to netflix on any given week depending on what's coming out so i I definitely don't think netflix has like lost prevalence all right moving right along our second spielberg story we'll just knock out both the spielbergs right now (laughs) universal pictures apparently approached steven spielberg about the idea of rebooting jaws and not rebooting sorry not rebooting remaking remaking jaws um so this wouldn't be like a jurassic world situation this would be an actual remake um rest assured the answer was a hard no a hard no from from steven spielberg pretty shocking i feel like
1: just whoever thought that they should live after they asked steven spielberg that question um uh, i just i just question so many things i question so many things
0: it's an undeniable masterpiece jaws so it's like one of those things that you don't do like you don't remake the wizard of oz you know like you you just don't do it you can do a different like take on it or maybe i guess you could do like a sequel or a prequel all the wicked Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you don't remake it and I, i feel like jaws is in that rarefied air as well like you just don't you don't do it now, granted, Spielberg is remaking one of my most beloved movies of all time, *West Side Story*, and I have I have feelings, lots of them, about that. I'm ex- I'm equally equal parts excited and angry about that movie that he's creating. So, uh, but *Jaws* would would be more of an outrage, I think.
1: Yeah, I think West Side Story leans itself to making a remake more, right? Because uh, even on Broadway there are revivals of yeah, all these exactly. classic shows that that became the the film that we know and love and they've changed and evolved over time. You can't do that with a straight-up movie. I mean, are we going to unless someone comes out with Jaws the musical? Uh, and then we just ha- revive that. <laughs> and then that becomes its own version of a movie. And that gets renewed every 20 to 30 years. Jaws, the musical. Oh, Jaws, the musical.
0: Really <laughs> Smile, you son of a.
1: <laughs> it would give uh, bassists a-, a real chance to shine. You yes. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Over and over again. It would be wonderful. It would be,
0: it'd be magical. I think we should write it. So <laughs> yeah, let's approach Spielberg with that idea. I, I think he might sign on for that
1: it'd be the first netflix uh, musical released
0: uh in- <laughs> yeah like hey i heard you just signed a deal with netflix i'm gonna float something past you real quick <laughs> now uh picture this jaws the musical
1: yes yes jaws comes up with spirit fingers kind of like yeah. bring it on you know
0: <laughs> yeah definitely I-, I can see it now i think it'd be amazing oh okay moving right along Disney, like I said, the Disney content machine never stops rolling. This this train is always on the tracks and always full steam ahead. But the big news from Disney today was that they have found their live-action Snow White for their live-action adaptation Miss Rachel Zegler, okay. which is a name you may not recognize but will soon be a household name because she is starring as Maria in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. It's going to be her real name big movie debut and she's also signed on to play and um, basically a, a role that we don't know what it is yet in Shazam Fury of the Gods but is yes. expected to be a, a big role and so she's got those two movies lined up and now she is going to star as Snow White in the official live-action adaptation of that film and interestingly here there are also reports that Olivia Rodrigo of driver's license, fame, and uh, HSMTMTS, High School Musical, the Musical, the Series, fame, there are rumors that she was considered for the role as well before it ultimately went to Miss Zegler.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Your,
0: your thoughts on this, Kirk?
1: You know, I mean, I'm all for new new artists. Uh, I always get intrigued by, by this. You know, people... You know, I say new artist, but they probably she's probably been acting every day of her life before she hit Hollywood, right? Uh, so she has West Side Story, Shazam, yeah. and Snow White are the first three credits in her IMDb page. That's insane, outrageous. So you know she has something just magical about her to be in all of these these films. So I hope they all go well. It would be a tragedy if they did if they didn't I always well like yeah you know it, that example, like she,
0: when this happens like when the adam drivers of the world come out it's always yes. like it's always like what who is this and then you find out that they were like top of their class at juilliard and yes like, you know we're, we're taught by like these incredible people who all think they're in, amazing in the next big thing so it's like it's out of nowhere for the lay person but then whenever you read about it you're like they weren't just like on the street, you know? right?
1: I think of it a lot like when uh, when SNL added Amy Poehler. Everyone in the New York comedy scene, like they're a gang. Uh, yeah. They knew they knew Amy Poehler's name, and they're like, "You gotta get Amy on the show. You gotta get Amy on the show." That's what I feel like these new actors are. Maybe there's some other kind of underground monologuing <laughs> camp or boot camp that they go to. That they're like, "Her, get get Rod- Rodrigo up here. Let's bring her in." Uh, that's what it must be because. Why why don't we know about these until they are all of a sudden big stars and they're so elegant and just ready to go it's yeah. marvelous
0: yeah um the other side of the story is, is did we know that there was a live action snow white coming i don't know uh, that i did I, I did okay maybe i, did, I just yes. blocked it out of my memory because there's been so many live ad- action adaptations i am yeah. curious about this one um I'm not a particularly large fan of the original, to be honest with you. I like. Yeah. I think it's a decent Disney animated movie, but I think they improved on their craft after their first swing at the whole Disney feature film thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be interested to see how this goes. But. Yeah. They seem to have cast a bona fide star if she's scooping up all these roles so it should be mm-hmm. an interesting project to watch i'm
1: gonna be interested who gets cast as the seven dwarfs i mean that's gonna be fascinating well do you
0: think it's gonna be cgi and they're gonna like do voices or how do you think they're gonna do that
1: i don't know are they gonna do like the real actors faces but on cgi smushed like kind of like shrink them but
0: I, <laughs> I don't know see that's Jackie was asking me she was like can they even do Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and like make it okay by today's standards and I was like well dwarves can be like like I think the dwarves in the Seven Dwarves are more like mythical dwarves like a la Lord of the Rings so I think that's fine but there were also issues with like very recently with people being like the Snow White like kiss while she's she's dead thing is not okay because she couldn't conceive She couldn't consent to it. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with that. If, if that's like a problem for people, I laugh at it because I think among the things that people are outraged about, that's among the most preposterous that I've ever heard um, because it's a fairy tale. And it's like, anyway, not going to go down that road, (laughs) but uh, wondering if they're even going to do that or like, what is the story even going to be? I'm, I'm very intrigued, very intrigued.
1: Well, we will find out soon. Right after Jaws the Musical hits Netflix in yes. 2027.
0: Yes, that'll be lit. Okay, a couple of quick hitters for you, real quick, yes. before we jump into our card. review. Let me get my um, popcorn because
1: I know that you loved me crunching on it. One I, second here.
0: I despise it. It's gonna make me violently, violently murder you.
1: It's really I am gonna think come it's...
0: straight to your house and just like bludgeon you.
1: <laughs> I think it's, I think it's Pop Secret. If you're a movie fever bearer.
0: Yeah, this is horrible. I'm muting you. I'm muting you. I did it. (laughs) Keep in mind, Kirk, I have all the power. I have all the power. Okay. Quick hitters, for real, though. Following uh, Loki, which they shifted, Disney Plus shifted from its original release date was going to be June 11th, which was a Friday. They shifted it to June 9th, and it released on Wednesday. Every Disney Plus series from here out is going to be Wednesday release. And I assume that will include upcoming seasons of The Mandalorian, any Marvel series to come, uh, Monsters at Work, which is a Disney Plus series that's coming out. It was supposed to drop on July 2nd, which I think is next week and is a Friday, right? So I don't know if that's getting moved to like June 30th or, or what they're doing there, but. Wow, you got the Sully. That was quick. We didn't, we didn't even have it planned to talk about Monsters at Work. Oh, but I guess we were talking Pixar, so that makes sense.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yes, we were.
0: Okay. That was like, wow, that is incredible. I don't know how you did that, but now I get it. <laughs> uh, But yeah, so I guess they're all going to be Wednesday releases. Now, they did say that films, like Premiere Access films, obviously will be released on Fridays because that's when they hit theaters, and Disney Plus original films are also planned to still release on Fridays. Okay. But okay. shows will be Wednesdays. I don't yeah, know. I don't know why.
1: How do you feel about the Wednesdays? I don't like it. I mm-hmm. don't
0: like it, Kirk. I don't like it at all. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm like irrationally upset about it. I really, <laughs> it really has made me quite angry because I had a routine going with um, with Wandavision and with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and, and even the Mandalorian, where I would wake up early on Friday morning and it was like a nice treat to kind of like kick start my Friday my weekend yes. you know I liked it and the Wednesdays I just like I end up I don't end up watching it until two days later and by then I'm like already seeing pictures of Lady Loki all over the internet and I'm like well mm-hmm. guess that's what we're doing and you know I just really don't like it I really don't
1: I also forget that it's, you know, when Wednesday hits and I hit Thursday and and I do the same thing. I'm like, last night's episode, no! I know. there's a panic. Panic ensues. I'm I'm with you 100%. I wish that we would have had a little bit more time. I think now Disney is just like, let's just try this. And they just go for it. I think there needs to be more discussion with the public, uh, maybe towards some amateur podcasters. I think that would be the best path forward
0: well here's my thing is like is this based on the success of loki because if you were to give me the three series and say which one of these do you think people are most eager to see i would have said loki anyway yeah you could release it on sundays at 3 a.m and you can only release it for five hours and i think people would go and see it you know they
1: absolutely would yeah
0: because he is like one of the most beloved characters in the mcu so i feel like this is a little knee-jerk i don't know
1: it is. It is. Uh, I guess maybe, I guess we'll adjust because there's no going back, but uh, we just want to voice our anger. Disney.
0: I, yeah, I do. I just want to be heard. That's all I want. And uh, change it back immediately, please. <laughs> You're ruining my life. Not to be dramatic, but you are ruining my life. Okay. <laughs> Next quick hitter. The new transformers movie that's coming out. We've talked about it starring uh, Anthony Ramos of in the Heights fame, most recently. And, and, our good friend Dominique Fishback who we both loved her performance in Power yes. on Netflix with, yes. with Jamie Foxx um, that film now has a title are you ready for this? I don't know if I am but I feel I like you're you going to tell me anyways I am going to tell you no matter what it's uh, Transformers colon, Rise of the Beasts. do you remember Beast Wars, Kirk?
1: I do remember Beast Wars
0: Beast Wars was awesome Pretty good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, they like transformed into cybernetic animals, and it was in- incredible. They had Optimus Primal, who, if I remember, was like a gorilla. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for that. I, I yep. hate this franchise, like with all my heart. <laughs> I think it's really bad. I think, I think almost all the movies in the franchise are bad. I liked Bumblebee. I did, mm-hmm. um but uh, it's it's hard to get me excited about this movie. But now you got Anthony Ramos. You got Dominique Fishback. You got a new director behind the camera, and it's going to be basically Beast Wars the movie. I'm like, I'm coming around on this. I really am.
1: Yeah. Um, what if? What are the chances they bring Shia back?
0: Zero. I'm going to say a hard zero. I would bet money on that.
1: <laughs> did, did they kill him off? I I stopped watching. Uh, this I, I, to be honest,
0: I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't mm. think he dies.
1: Okay. I think it would be really cool, even if it's just a cameo of him, like, turning around with some coffee that he's spilling as as the they walk by. And he's just like, nah, not anymore. Not for me. But yeah, I feel like, like Shia, cameo. Yeah. there's been some distance. So I feel like now would be a good time to have him back in.
0: Yeah, could be. I mean, um, the first one I remember watching without Shia, and I don't actually know. Um, Is that so Mark? They didn't, they didn't. Yeah, that was the Marky Mark one was the one that I was talking about that's the one that um, that's the one I remember seeing after Shia but apparently that family like goes on like the Witwicky family is still a thing um, but they they say apparently I just googled it in Transformers 5 at some point they insinuate that Vivian is the last Witwicky and therefore Shia would have to be dead but they don't kill him on screen and he's just like kind of gone so interesting. I don't know man Like I said, terrible series, no continuity, just so bad, (laughs) um, in my opinion. That is correct. Moving right along. Last quick hitter. This this is one that I pulled out just because we get a thousand stories that are like, so-and-so and 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 so-and-so have been cast in this random movie that you've never heard of. You know, there's like a zillion of those every week, so there's only a few that are like actually good to talk about. This one immediately caught my eye. Jake Gyllenhaal and Vanessa Kirby were both cast in a film called Suddenly. The movie's described as a survivor th- survival thriller. And the film is about a couple who's been stranded on an island in the South Atlantic and they are fighting for survival. When they are they were like on a journey together, like a dream, like vacation or something, and it goes wrong. And they're fighting for survival. And if that doesn't have Academy Award nominees <laughs> written all over it in big letters. I don't know what does. Jake Gyllenhaal, who is incredible at playing roles where he has to become unhinged, yes. you know, like crazy, whatever. And it's just incredible in general. And then you've got Vanessa Kirby who just turned in an Osc Academy Award. Wasn't she nominated for Pieces of a Woman? She was. She wasn't. was. Yep. And was incredible in that movie. That's gonna be just awesome. Wow.
1: Wow, unhinged is right because uh, yeah, he gets—he's so good at being pushed to the limits. He's got this slow burn where you can tell that he kind of knows internally that he's gonna snap, but he's trying really, really hard not to. Uh, but you know, he'll get there. Yes, uh, that sounds—that sounds exactly what I want to see. Uh, this what is this summer or is it we have to wait for it
0: no i think it's i think it's gonna be a bit they were like just they were just cast it was just announced like last week
1: so all right all right i'll wait for that i'll wait for that like going back to what you said you know that we're in kind of this world of uh kind of good and growing news i feel like we've had some hit hit and misses uh yes of of movies lately and i feel like we are gearing up for some better days you know and that's we talked about that before it almost seems like every other year is how how good movies are because the release dates and shuffle dates and um studio wars and whatnot it just seems like you know last year was okay the year before was okay you know really great so i think twenty twenty. Uh, what is it? Twenty twenty two Oscars will be some pretty impressive things coming out.
0: Yeah, I think this is the big blockbuster year, right? Because there was there were so many delays. Um, so I think a lot of like the big blockbuster movies, The Dunes of the World, you know, all these Marvel projects that were stuck in the hopper, all you know, Fast and Furious, James Bond, all this, no like, time to huge, die, <laughs> all these huge movies. Like this will be the year of the blockbuster, and then next year will be like some of the films that were like. Not as big money films, but, like, good, really good, solid concepts, maybe. I don't know. Yes. That's what I'm kind of thinking.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: All right. That's all I got. Anything else, Kirk? Any other news you want to cover? I've got nothing else. All right. Let's pop it up one last time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. Our executive producer is Ryan Spriggs, and our original music is by Rhetoric. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. We are on Facebook at Popcorn the Number 4 Breakfast, as well as Twitter and Instagram at PFB underscore podcast. Check the description to find out how you can connect with us on Discord, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitch. If you like this episode, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, or review. And if you want more, you can find all of our episodes and videos on popcornthenumber4breakfast.com. We'll see you next time.